The IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it is me, it's your dude, IC Robots, and we're back for another super exciting, super fun episode of the Stuck at Home Show. That's the one where like, that's the one where we're stuck in the house, there's like a virus outside, we don't get to do like just about any of the things that we like to do, but it's fine, man, because I am here for you. I'm here to like, I don't know, spread some joy, bring some love, do all kinds of things like that to your, to your boring, horrible life. Do you want to know why I do that? There's only one reason. The reason is that is, uh, I love you. I love you guys. I love all you dudes out there. Let me, uh, let me see what's been going on in my life. Not like, not like a whole lot, dude, to be honest with you. Uh, just the normal this and that, running around, doing whatever. It's, I don't know, man. Just like, whatever there is to do, I've been doing. I like, I go for walks. Take the dog out, look in dumpsters, uh, battle Pokemon, do things like that. But, you know, the days do kind of tend to blend together after a while. And I was, I was actually factually lucky enough to get out of the house the other day. Where did I go? Nowhere, like, super thrilling. I went over to the, uh, Walgreens. The wife needed something, some kind of makeup, some kind of hair thing. I don't know. Whatever it is that, like, whatever it is that ladies need, we, she needed to get something over there. And as you know, Walgreens is the spot. For mini mates nowadays, that's like the only place you can get them ever since TRU faded away. Big uh, big shout out to TRU, T-R-O-Y, TRU. I I miss that place with all my heart, dude. Every time I go by there, I just I still get bummed out. I I like I'll be just sitting around and I'll go, hey, you want to go to Toys R Us? Like in my mind, and then I think that like, oh yeah, there is no Toys R Us. And I get I get really uh depressed. But there is a Walgreens, and they got mini mates over there. And hold on, I'm reaching. I'm reaching over here, uh, to get the, uh, get the pack of Minimates. I was lucky enough to get a two-pack. This pack has been kind of sitting around over there for a while, but I decided, hey, you know what? I'm gonna take the plunge. It's a Walgreens exclusive, and who knows, who knows how long it'll be there before somebody else scoops it up. I mean, it's only been there for, like, six months. Somebody might, somebody might get it. This is a Marvel movie Black Widow two-pack featuring Yelena, who is played by Florence Pugh, who you might know from Midsommar, you might know her from any, any number of movies. She played Paige in that, uh, wrestling movie, uh, Fighting With My Family. I think that's what it was called. She played Paige, and in this, she is, well, I don't know who she is, because the movie hasn't come out. It keeps getting delayed because of the bug, and it also... In this pack is the Red Guardian. He is played by the guy who is... He's the sheriff in, um... What's that show? Stranger Things. You know, I gotta be honest with you guys. I know a lot, a lot, a lot of people love Stranger Things. And I think it's fine. But it doesn't... It doesn't speak to me in the way that it seems to speak to a lot of people. I... I just don't... I don't know, man. I, I like it. I think it's fine. I've watched every episode of it. But I don't like... I don't go head over heels about it. I don't really, I don't really know why. I like the actors. I like the music. I like, I like any number of things about it, but it's just like, it doesn't grab me the way that I see. It grabs like Vic Sage and Gino Vega and and guys like that. Some dudes are like, some dudes are hooked. I saw, I saw Gino Vega the other day. We were like chatting on, on Zoom and he was wearing like a Stranger Things hat and he had like a, a Stranger Things jacket. I thought it was I thought it was really weird. As a matter of fact, he had, like, his whole upper teeth removed. So you could be, like, that one kid in Stranger Things. It was very, very strange. Dude is hooked. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do when the show finally bites the, uh, bites the big one. Let's hope. Let's hope he'll be okay. Let me, uh, pop the, um, Arthur Fonzarelli brand switchblade so I can cut the tape. That's one tape. Usually there's another tape. Nope, there's only the one tape this time on this side. Very, very, very nice. Easy peasy for me. Let me slide it open. There's, like... 
There's a poster in here that's kind of fun. It's a poster and also like, like a mini mate checklist of some of the ones that have come out recently. These ones are from comic shops only. There's some fun ones in here. I like this. I like this Old Man Logan. I like uh, this Iron Fist. I like this Daredevil. That's pretty cool. The Armored armored Daredevil. Here's some that I bought with um, Gwenpool. I, I dig these. I should have bought this pack with the Collector in it. But nevertheless, dude, you can't live with regret on your soul like that. Let me lift off the outer, um, the outer shield. This has like a very collector-friendly package, so you can put them back in there if you want. I don't. I never do, but there's more, there's more tape. Let me try to work the blade under here so I can get out the accessories, but I, I gotta be careful, dude. If this blade comes in contact with flesh, it'll slice through me to the atomic level. I can't even, I can't even stress enough how sharp this is. I'm having a hard time getting the, uh, Maybe I should just use my fingers and be on the safe side. Nope, that's not working either. His shield and his gun are under here. You know, I don't know if this is her gun or his gun, to be honest, because I've only ever seen the trailers of the movie, and I don't think this is movie is ever going to come out. I think that... What do you think? Is this one going to come to the theaters, or do you think this is going to go to uh, Disney Plus? I could see it going either way, to be honest. But I'm, I'm leaning toward the... Uh, I'm leaning toward the theaters. I think they'll wait this out. But you never know, dude. You never know. It's a wild, wacky world we live in right here. Let's, uh... Let's lift off this one first. This is Yelena. I'm assuming it's Yelena, but I don't know. This is the, uh... This is the Florence Pugh. She has a little hairpiece attached to her head with, like... Like a French braid in the pack in the back. And then she has... Some kind of a battle staff. Right here. When I was at the store... I was either going to buy this one, or I was going to buy a pack that had Rocket Raccoon in it. And the wife was like, oh no, get that one. It has Florence Pugh. That's Florence Pugh. I love her so much. The wife, the wife-o show wanted the Florence Pugh. I'm kind of thinking the gun probably belongs to her, but it could belong to the Red Guardian as well. No, it definitely belongs to her because she has a holster. Let's see if the gun goes into the holster. Let's see. Do, 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 put it in here, take your little gun, put it in the hole. Yeah, it fits perfect. Very nice. This one's okay. I gotta admit, I think Florence Pugh is a good actor, but she's not like, she's not my favorite. She has been in a lot of movies I like. Midsommar is a work of art, work of art horror film that I never even want to see like one second of, like ever again. Oh, she comes with a stand. I appreciate that. I appreciate that they do, do, do that. Man, I think they're like mini-mates are such a bargain. You get two for like $7.99, and each one comes with a stand, each one comes with a couple accessories, very, very cool, I like the Red Guardian, I like what I've seen from him in the commercial, I'm not familiar with him as far as like, as like being a character, he does appear to be kind of like, kind of like a washed up, um, Russian Captain America, and the idea of that is, a uh, is pretty cool, I do like Dave Harbour, is that his name, the actor's name, I'm not like a giant fan or anything, I didn't, I didn't dig his, um, his, uh, what was it called? His Hellboy movie all that much, but I, I appreciate him. I do appreciate his character in, uh, Stranger Things. He's probably, like, he's probably my favorite, I guess. I, I'm no Gino Vega when it comes to Stranger Things. Let me, let me tell you that. I, I like it, but I'm not head over heels like that guy. I think he has a Stranger Things tattoo on his arm. He's, like... If you lift up his, uh, his sleeve, he's, he's tatted up like crazy under there. He has, like, he has, like, a, uh, WWF logo, the old Extreme logo, and then he, he changed it 
and he has a WWE logo right underneath it. And then he has like he has a picture of the cast of Stranger Things, all of them in there, which is which is cool. And then on his other arm, he has some of his favorite video games. He has like the uh the Atari cartridge art for ET, and then he has like a little Pac-Man, but his Pac-Man, I don't even I don't even know what this represents. His Pac-Man is eating up a picture of Stanley. I don't even know what it is. It's weird. It's weird, but, you know, back in the day, he used to be kind of a weird guy. He's really normaled out, which is nice, nice to see. But this is, this is a fun mini-mate, getting back to the point. Let's take his, his helmet off. Oops. He has a, I didn't drop it. Shout out to Preston from the Wayback Attack. I'm not going under the desk. But he has a, uh, he has a replacement headpiece with a beard. Let's put that on there. You can see him all bearded up. That's cool, too. I dig it. I like him more in his, uh, in his normal gear. I gotta admit, I actually do like this mini-mate. I, um, I dig him. Is a Red Guardian, like, even a real Marvel character? I'm assuming so. I would think so. But I, I'm not familiar with him. I, I do know Marvel. But I don't know Marvel as much as I know, like, obscure DC characters. He's fun, though. He's, he's fun. This is a, this is a good one. I'll get pictures of these out there pretty soon for you guys. I'm posing him. I like it that he has a stand, and I like that the stand is, a. It's like translucent acrylic stuff, so you can, like, you can pose them on there and they can't see it as well. Like, right now I have him, like, with a karate kick up in the air. He's gonna karate kick Florence Pugh right in the face. Pew, pew, boom, kick! She's knocked down. I think they're friends in the movie, but I don't even know, dude. Who knows, man? Who knows if we will ever know? Let's, uh, let's move forward in the show. We'll get, uh, what are we gonna do? Next we have, uh, the Pandemic Pantry, the PP. It's gonna be great. We'll be right there after this. Rex Reed calls it a tense, riveting murder mystery. It will leave you breathless. Jeffrey Lyons calls it a sizzling thriller, impeccably acted. William Wolfe says Winger and Russell are hot stuff. It's wicked, cool fun. And Gene Siskel raves four stars, easily the best thriller since Jagged Edge. Deborah Winger, Teresa Russell, Black Widow. She mates and she kills. Rated R. Now playing at theaters everywhere. The Pandemic Pantry, with your host, The Sausagetarian. Guys, hello, it's me, your pal, Sarah Burr, The Sausagetarian, calling from the Pandemic Pantry in the test kitchen. This is what's going on this week. I'm going to give you a tip about garlic, but it's got to be in a roundabout fashion because what would be fun about being straightforward, right? I am making Worcestershire sauce this week. That's, that's going on in the test kitchen. Pretty happy with it. Why would I make Worcestershire sauce? I need vegan Worcestershire sauce, right, with no anchovies in it. Some brands have anchovies. Most of the brands that we get, like Lee and Parents and French's, the grocery store, they have anchovies, and I'm making a vegan Cincinnati chili recipe. So I'm making a vegan Worcestershire sauce to go in it that's going to be really delicious, and just, I'm doing it for fun. So, garlic goes into that as well, as well as like a million other ingredients. And I was thinking about how, for a long time, I didn't really know how to peel garlic, but this is the fastest way to do it. All right, you take your garlic cloves and you put the garlic clove with the peel on it and everything. You put it on your cutting board and then you take a nice big chef's knife, right? Like one with a really wide blade. And you take the flat of the knife and you put it on top of the clove of garlic. And then you smack it down with your hand. And that'll split the garlic clove up a little bit. That bashes it up. 
really cathartic. And then you just peel off, you know, pull, pull off the skin, right? Is that as straightforward as it seems? Not always. If the clove of garlic is old, it, it's oftentimes kind of flabby and it takes a little longer. Also, if it's very, very fresh, it tends to be sticky. You might think, hey, Sarah, do you have any better tips for this? Actually, I don't. I use garlic powder, which doesn't taste quite the same way. I feel like it kind of has a toasty taste. It doesn't have a fresh garlic taste because it's not fresh. You can use jarred garlic, you know, the kind that's minced. You can order food out that has garlic in it for you. Uh, you have lots of options, but if you're using fresh garlic, I, I think the best thing to do is get some that looks like it's in pretty good shape. Um, the longer you have it sitting out, if it has a green sprout, you don't want that green sprout, right? Like, that's the sign that your garlic is getting old. Don't buy the kind with green sprouts. You can put that garlic into lots of things like Worcestershire sauce, or you can just buy Worcestershire sauce. The world is your oyster. Um, hey, I hope everything's cool in your neck of the woods. Things are going... Guys, hello, it's me, your pal, Sarah Burr, the sausage-vegetarian, calling from the pandemic pantry in... Hey, bitches, I'm in I see robots radio. All righty, tidy whitey, I am back. This is me, I see robots. That was a good one. You can find uh, Sausagetarian on the tweets at Sausagetarian, Sausagetarian.com. She's, she's smart like me, and she has all of her social medias, like, with the same name, Sausagetarian. So just look for that. I... I wish I would have had this tip the other week. The wife does the cooking around the house, but I, I I like to help out. I like to be part of the process. And she was making something, and I I went in there, and I'm just like, hey, do you do you need any help? You know, I'm happy to chop or happy to happy to do whatever. You know, I just I wanna I wanna have something fun to do, something different to do. So I'm like, hey man, do you need any help? And she's like, oh yeah yeah. Why don't you um why don't you peel? And I like I stood there and just like peeled all the little pieces of garlic skin off and it was tedious and it was horrible and it it took forever, dude. I feel like it was taking forever. I think like in some ways I'm still doing it. It was just awful. I wish I would have I wish I would have had this tip the other day. So I, I appreciate that one from Sarah. Check it out, man. I have I have a uh Worcestershire sauce story. Back in the day, I'm thinking this was like this was like junior high, probably, maybe like freshman year of high school, something like that. I decided, like, I wanted to do my own cooking at the house. I was just like, you know, I, I, I want to do this myself. I don't want to eat your food, mom. I'm my own man, blah, 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 blah. So, like, I decided one day they were probably having, like, they were probably having something good, like lasagna or steaks. But I'm just like, you know, I eat healthy. I'm a modern guy. I'm a modern kid. So I decided, like, I'm going to make, like, a stir fry. So I started, like, I'm chopping up all the vegetables. I'm making the rice. I'm doing whatever. And, like, I got the wok, and I'm sizzling it, and I'm stirring it, and I'm doing all this stuff. And I'm like, this is going to be so great. I am so happy. But, like, the whole time I could see, like, my mom's a little resentful, which is something, like, I understand now. Like, she she works all day. She comes home. She makes us a good dinner, and I turn my nose up at it being like a snotty teen. So I'm just like, I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, and I make it, and I put it in, in the bowl, and I grab the soy sauce out of the uh, out of the cabinet. And while they're eating that, I'm like, look at this, guys. I'm going to eat this. So I take the soy sauce, and I, I pour it in, right? I pour it into the, uh, into the bowl, but it's not soy sauce. It's Worcestershire sauce. And it's awful worst thing ever but my mom's like you made it 
you got to eat it. You took like an entire week's worth of vegetables and you put it in there. You got to eat it. So I had to sit there and eat this. And it was just, it was awful, dude. Ever since then, I've like, I cannot even stand the name Worcestershire sauce, Worcestershire sauce. I can't do it. I can't even let it near me. Blech. I, I, this doesn't mean to say that, like, I got anything against this, like, this tip of the week or the project that my gal's working on, but oh my gosh, dude, just the idea of it, I, I can't handle it, man, but I, I went back to eating with my family after that, my mom, uh, she turned me right after that, but dude, it's weird being a snotty teen, you think you're all right about everything now, but then when you look at it as an adult, you go, man, I was a total jerk, I guess to some degrees, I still am a total jerk, let's, uh, Let's move forward in the show. We're going to talk about cereal, and it's going to be fun. Dude, go for it. This is me, Icy Robots, and I am going to talk breakfast cereal to all you guys out there. I I love cereal, man. I'm a cereal aficionado. I eat it like, I eat it all the time. I got a bunch of different ones in the cabinet. At any given moment, I'm not like, I'm not like a Jerry Seinfeld, and I've got like 50 cereals, but I do have like two or three, which like, seems like a lot to me, because I don't think the wife ever eats it, I don't think 2.0 ever eats it, every once in a while she'll have like a handful of like the dry stuff, but she doesn't, she doesn't go for it, but I'll eat it dry, I'll eat it wet, I'll eat it w- with like whatever, dude, I remember, I remember, and this just like popped into my head right now, we had this kid named Steve, who lived next door to us when um when I lived in Illinois. He was like my 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 dude that I would hang out with all the time. But like he would eat cereal at his house with water, which was weird. And I know that homeboy wasn't like lactose intolerant or anything, because I would see him drink milk like like out of a glass. I would see him drink choco milk and all that stuff. But like every single time these guys would have cereal. It was with water. I still think it's the weirdest thing ever. I can understand if you have an allergy, but if it's like if it's like your choice, it's a little odd to me. I don't know, man. L- live and live your life. Do whatever you want. I'm not going to judge you, but I, I don't know. the The milk and the cereal go together so much, uh, so much better than just plain cereal with water. But I, I digress. I have two two cereals this week. I'm going to talk about. I brought, I brought the box with me for some reason because I was a little, little iffy on the colors. The cereal that I have right here in my hand is Captain Crunch. With Crunch Berries, not to be confused with Captain Crunch Oops All Berries, which is, which is a delightful cereal, but this one is fun too, because you got like, you got the normal Captain Crunch Crunch Biscuits, as well as like, one, two, three, four different colored Crunch Berries. They are blue, purple, red, and green. When I was younger, I seem to recall that there was only red, and I might be wrong about this, I may be wrong, but I remember it was like the Biscuits... The Captain Crunch Biscuits and then the red ones. But now, now it's up to four, man. And I am not going to complain. When you eat this, there is, there's 150 calories per bowl. 200. If you pump it up with the milk. Maybe that's what Steve was worried about. Maybe he was, maybe he was a young kid on a diet. I do recall him being, being fairly svelte. So maybe, uh, maybe that was it. Maybe I just don't care. I, I can afford the calories, dude. I... I flip tires. I lift weights. I'm a macho he-man. I can pack in like 35,000 calories a day, no problem. That's just, that's just something I like to brag about. Oops, I got a cough drop stuck on the bottom of the box. I was eating a cough drop right before I, uh, was doing this. This is, this is, of course, created by Quaker Oats. The cereal was, it was initially dropped in 1967. It was, uh, 
one of the first size cereals in the Captain Crunch family. Did you, know, did you know that Quaker Oats was founded in 1901? I did not know that. This company has been around, been around for a long, long, long time. When it first, when it first came out, they didn't call it Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries. It was Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries, which isn't like, it's not like a big deal by any stretch, but it is, it is a bit different than it is now. It's a good cereal, man. I really, I really like it. Over the years, they've had some pretty interesting premiums. In there, one that I distinctly remember is in 1983. They came out with um, Captain Crunch little surfer dudes. They were like little small figurines. They had the captain and two other characters, and they came on these uh, I guess you'd call them like little foam surfboards, and they would float float in the water. I know I had this. I know I had the captain. I recently went online to the uh, eBay, the world's biggest marketplace, to see what to see what a Crunch Berry surfer would cost, and it was, I believe, around twenty dollars. Let's uh. Let's do that again. Let's see. Crunch Berries Surfer. I'm already on the online. I don't have to boot in. I got it uh I got it in full effect ahead of time. It's not not showing up here. Captain Crunch Crunch Berry Smart Food. That's that's weird. Totally different thing. Let's see. Captain Crunch. No, I guess. I guess somebody bought the one that I was looking at. I'm not really motivated enough to go through the uh to go through the solds and see anything. I'm thinking it was like 20 bucks, and I I did want it. I should have bought it when I had the chance. Then also, they ran a couple other neat... These are like exclusive to Crunch Berry Premiums. I'm not talking about the ones that are in Captain Crunch, because Captain Crunch has had like a million billion different fun ones. They had the surfers, and then they also had a... What would you call it? Captain Crunch Berry's Popper, which was... Which was like these fun little, um, fun little plastic boats and you could like shoot marbles at them and they would disintegrate. This was like, this was way back in the day. I'm looking at the box right now. They are called Captain Crunch Poppin' Ships. And the ships were like big, big mast sailboats and then you could shoot marbles at them and they would like, they would disintegrate. It's supposed to be some kind of a game. Some kind of a live action sort of, uh, what would you call that game? Battleship. I can dig that. I would like those. I love Captain Crunch premiums, dude. I am, like, into them to the max. Let's, let's listen to a quick Captain Crunch commercial from the 80s, and then we'll be right back. Presenting my special Crunch Berries. Crunch Berries. Crunch Berries. Such a fun punch to eat. Crunch be sweet but that Noah's a little sour. Crunch berries are part of a balanced breakfast. Ah! You have the wildest imagination. But it's true. It's a Captain Crunch dinosaur spoon. You can eat with it, play with it, share the excitement. You can get all three, one in each specially marked box of my cereal. While, uh, while that commercial was running, I poked around on the eBay a little bit. The reason I wasn't able to find those Captain Crunch surfboards is because, like, they weren't, they weren't listed under surfboards, and also, I was, like, I was spelling Captain out the whole way, like, C-A-P-T-A-I-N, as opposed to C-A-P apostrophe N. He's not a captain. He's a cap'n. So I, I was able to find those, and it looks like, looks like you can get those for a lot cheaper than I recall. There's one for, like, there's one for, like, nine dollars, that has two different ones. It has, uh, the Captain, Pierre Lafitte, and Smedley the, um, what is it called? The Elephant. Smedley the Elephant. All, all in the set. That's pretty good. I might actually, I might actually get those. But I, I do like them. 
I do. I like them, but I don't. I don't so much like the foam. I don't know how well. I don't know how well that will display. But they are. They are for sure neat. The second cereal that I got is also also a Captain Crunch. We got this one over at the grocery outlet. The uh the gross out here in Santa Rosa, and this is Captain Crunch Red, White, and Blue Crunch. This is this is like a totally patriotic cereal. The United States government presents Red, White, and Blue. It's the guts and it's the glory A hundred stripes, a hundred stories It's the Pledge of Allegiance on the 4th of July This one was introduced last year in 2019. It's a limited edition. It comes out a little bit before July 4th, American Independence Day, and it kind of hangs around a little bit after that. We got it. We got it at the gross out, which is kind of like... This is like a secondhand grocery store, you know, like weird, weird off-brand stuff. Everything's really expensive, but it's kind of fun to go over there and see what, uh, see what you can find. And we did find this over there. I think it was only like a dollar, like a dollar ninety-nine for the whole box. And I, I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It has red, red white, white, and, and blue. blue crunch berries, just like the name would indicate. And it was, it was sort of fun because the red... And the blue crunch berries were just like the red and blue crunch berries in the Captain Crunch with crunch berries. But the white was, it was sort of vanilla, kind of cake flavored. And it made me think, I wonder if this is what vanilla crunch tasted like back in the day. I don't know. I've never had vanilla crunch. It was discontinued many, many, many years ago. But I can, I can imagine that it was, that it was something like this. Let's see what they say about uh, red, white, and blue crunch over at Mr. Breakfast. It was uh, announced, it was... It was introduced in 2019, and on the front of the box, you see the captain holding, like, a spoonful of the stuff in your direction while saluting. He's saluting you. You don't, like, ex- like see a flag on the box or anything. And on the back, this is kind of fun. On the back of the box, I didn't notice this myself. They have kind of, like, a montage of a whole bunch of different cereal mascots. And amongst them is Quisp, one of the uh, most popular old-school mascots of all the time and space. That's that's pretty neat. I did enjoy it. I didn't think there was anything, like, off-the-charts exceptional about it, but I did think that it was, like, a nice cereal. And the vanilla vanilla cake flavor did kind of go really well with the, uh, like, the fruit flavor of the different crunch berries. If you see this on your shelf, if you see it at your gross-out, if you have a gross-out near you... If you see it at like a big lots or someplace like that, I would say give it a shot. I would say go for it. You know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna hurt. It's not gonna be awful. What is your favorite varietal of Captain Crunch? I'm a bit curious about this. Of course, you know your boy. I like the peanut butter crunch. If you ask me my second, it would be like the crunch berries, you know, this like the all crunch berry version of the Captain Crunch. Not the one with the biscuits, even though I do think that's great. The one that's like entirety crunch berries the oops crunch berry ones i love those a lot when when we do this segment again i'll try to talk about some non captain crunch cereals i know that this is all we've covered so far but i'm like i'm a big fan of the captain and his crunch i just think that it's a really delightful cereal despite the fact that like it turns the roof of your mouth into albanian salad dude it chops it up something awful but it is it's worth it in the long run for the delightful crunch. Let's move forward into the show. We're going to talk about something else in a sec. Hello, robots. I am the personal assistant to John Phantom Jr. Mr. Phantom Jr. was very disappointed at the placement of the last commercial we ran. 
In the future, please feature them in a more prominent space. If you do not well, let's just say we know where you live and done without paying you a visit. Then this time. Saturday nights, electric lights everywhere. The sights of orange. Electric. Fanta. The clue you found will bring you round to the taste to the sound of orange. Electric. Fanta. Your face to face. Right time, right place. Electrifying taste. Electric orange. Fanta. The electric orange. Fanta. The electric orange. Positively shocking. Podcasting champion of the world, Icy Robots. Weather today in the greater Cincinnati area. He was not intoxicated, could not explain the nudity. Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me, I'm a WKRP in Cincinnati. You know, those people at Fanta are getting pretty aggressive, man. I'll place the ad wherever I darn toot and want within reason. I I don't think you gotta threaten me. I don't think you gotta tell me where, you know, where I live. That's just like, that's not even cool, man. I, I know where I live, too. You don't see me, you don't see me bragging about it. And you can tell, you can tell John Fanta Jr. that I said that because I'll go back to Shasta if I have to, man. I'm not gonna take this if I don't. If I don't have to, and I don't, because I got that big Morton Salt money coming into you, dude. I got, like, sponsors coming out the Yazoo. Let's, let's get into some WKRP in Cincinnati. We're gonna talk, we're gonna, like, briefly go over three different episodes today. I really dig this show, dude. It's one of my favorite shows of all the time. The Wacky 70s Adventures of the Crew over at WKRP, the 16th rated station in the Cincinnati area. The first episode we're going to look at is the 12th episode of season one. It was written by Blake Hunter, who you might know for his work on, I don't know, Who's the Boss, any number of things like that. This is, this is the first one that wasn't written by you, Wilson, show creator. So there is a little bit of an interesting side note in that. This episode, it originally aired February 5th, 1979 and it's called Tornado and the basis of the plot is that a tornado is whipping through downtown Cincinnati putting all the crew of WKRP at risk. I gotta tell you man I think tornadoes are pretty scary. My guy Engineer Nerd at Engineer Nerd on the tweets once told me that he thinks like the forest fires we have around here are way scarier than tornadoes but I gotta I gotta disagree because to some degree you know a fire's coming. Fires kind of grow in certain weather conditions, certain wind conditions, and you kind of get an idea. You get a high fire alert, and that sort of, that allows you to prepare to the best of your abilities. It seems like a tornado, though. They just come out of nowhere. It's like one day you're just sitting there hanging and clanging. Tornado. Your house is destroyed. A uh, cow's thrown through the sky. A piece of a, a piece of hay gets injected right through a solid brick. All kinds of weird stuff, dudes. Tornadoes, they scare the heck out of me. And in this one, what happens is Les Nesman has his, uh, what do they call it? Like a teletype machine where the news comes through. And Herb is trying to like, he's trying to do whatever he's doing. Herb Tarlick, the uh, head of sales at the station, is trying to do whatever it is he does. And the beeping, the beeping that signifies an emergency is coming 
it's bugging him. So he unplugs the teletype machine so nobody knows or Tornado is on the way until Andy, I think it's Andy, looks out the window and he sees it. But right as he sees it, it's coming and you get like a special effect. The window bursts, Andy goes flying, he gets a concussion, it's horrible and it's just, it's really scary to me. The scariest part is that like Johnny, Dr. Johnny Fever, he has some kind of like, he has some kind of like a childhood fear of tornadoes, which doesn't seem irrational to me in any way, but he's nervous about tornadoes, so he bones out to the uh, office where they're all hiding out instead of being on the air. So that leaves the big guy, Mr. Carlson, to go on the air. And right when he's on there, a little young girl calls up and she's like, I can't find my mommy. I don't know what to do. I'm scared. What do I do? And he starts telling her, like, live on the air, go hide under your house. Go to the uh, tornado shelter, and then you start hearing the wind whipping around on the phone. That's the last you hear of this little girl. You don't know if she made it. You don't know anything. It's really, really, really scary stuff to me. I thought this was a, I thought this was a pretty good episode. And then the next two coming up, they're a two-parter. These were also written by Blake Hunter. Dude came in, brought some of his chops into the show, wrote some of the best episodes there's ever been. This one was a, uh, this was directed by the all-time great. Asad Kalata. This is episode 13 called Goodbye Johnny. And this starts off with Dr. Johnny Fever, the top DJ on the station. He gets an offer from a station in Los Angeles. Not just any station. This station is the competitor of the station that fired him in Los Angeles back in the day because he said the word booger on the air, which was verboten at the time. So he's itching to go back to L.A. and stick it to these guys who fired him. But the guys at WKRP, they don't want to lose Johnny. They love Johnny. He's like the heart of the station. So they kind of they kind of concoct this plot where they're all going to, like, guilt him into staying. And I got to say, I don't think that's right. I would, like, I wouldn't want Johnny to go, but I would understand that he has to go. I can't hold him down in Cincinnati when he can head to the second biggest radio market in the country. It was just like, it's just not fair, man. You can't. You can't hold somebody back like that. That's like, in the last episode, I talked about how uh, a DJ for, um, well, her name is Megan Holiday was going to, she was potentially going to be on the Toys R Us report when she was kind of in between gigs. Imagine if when she got that job at K-Rock, I said, hey, no way, Megan Holiday, you can't do that. You got to stay with me because you said you would. That would be, that would be awful. So they hold like this big dinner. For Johnny, and they all tell him how much they love him and how much they need him, and they hope that he's going to stay, but he doesn't. He goes to L.A. And that leads us into the next episode called Johnny Returns. How weird is that? But at any rate, the, the episode begins with them interviewing various DJs, trying to find, like, a new morning guy. They look at this guy. They look at that guy, but nobody's a good fit. And then a, a record exec comes in, and this guy's, oh, hey, man, you know... I got the perfect guy for you. And he brings him in. They interview him. He has some good experience. He has a good demo reel. So they hire him. But every time you see this guy, he's playing the same song on the air, which brings like, brings a bit of suspicion into the mind of Andy, who takes it to the big guy. And it turns out this dude has been accepting cocaine, cocaina from the record label to play their song over and over again. It was Payola, man. The biggest radio scandal of the 70s. 
payola. You're not allowed to do that. You can't take payment for a song on the air. I don't know, man. Radio's a business. It seems fine to me to do so, but you can't. And this explains why they had to send Johnny off to L.A. You kind of feel like it might be like a big cliffhanger, maybe like a season finale. But the real idea was like, we want to explore payola on the show. But we can't have one of the DJs we have be a person who does that kind of thing. We got to find somebody else to do it. So we got to have somebody go so that we can bring in somebody else. I thought that this was, I thought that this was a pretty good one. And it has a famous scene where you see the big guy mistaking the uh, white powder for foot powder. And he puts it all over his feet, leading him to think that like, he's hooked, dude. He's like, I got a monkey on my back. I'm hooked. I'm hooked. But you know, he's not. He's uh, the big guy. He's, he's immune to cocaine. I thought that was a really good episode too. Uh, the show, the show is really, really, really starting to hit a stride, like right around this time, and I, I, I can see that, like really, really clearly, dude. The characters are sort of, they're sort of landing who they are. You're getting an idea of like the different catchphrases and different things like that. I'm, I'm really enjoying that. I think, I think though it's time to get going right about now. My voice is starting to get out on me, dude. I gotta. I gotta go get a lozenge, gotta get a Ludens, gotta get a cough drop of some sort. But I hope, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope everything is going great. And please, please consider hopping on over to supportthereport.com. That's the network Patreon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a new computer sooner rather than later. And I've been saying this for a long time, but I keep like working on this one, keep preparing this one. But the thing is, I want to pay for it with like Patreon money. I want to have like this network expense use network money. So if you're enjoying what's going on here, then please, please consider heading over to supportthereport.com. Give us a few shekels for the new equipment. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. You're going to have a good time with all the, all the fun things over there. I think I said fun like 10 times in a row. I'm getting tired, dude. It's been, been a long day here in the, uh, IC Robots Earth Bay studio. So until we meet again, do the time. Don't let the time do you. Times seem hard right now, but you gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again, rains are back, stuff's, stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots Radio production.